Welcome to PCTY Talks, a new podcast from the human capital management software provider, Paylocity. I'm your host, Sherry Simpson, and as an HR program manager at Paylocity, I will be navigating our journey together as we explore bite-sized topics around HR thought leadership, compliance, diversity and inclusion, and product knowledge. If you have an idea for a future podcast topic, please drop me a note at PCTYTalks at Paylocity.com. On today's episode, I've asked Katrina Gay, National Director of Strategic Partnerships with NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Health, to join me. Katrina, thanks for spending some time with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So I was hoping we could start by having you share a little bit about your own background and what NAMI is all about. Certainly. Um, I'll start with NAMI. NAMI or NAMI, and either way works. Um, potato, potato. Um, NAMI is the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization. We're celebrating our 40th anniversary of our founding. Um, we are a national organization, 650 plus local affiliate and state organizations. Some people call them chapters. Uh, affiliates is what we call them. And together, we really work to improve the lives of people affected by mental health conditions. One in five um, directly are impacted by a mental health condition each year. Um, we like to say uh, five and five because everyone is actually affected, the family, the friends, our workplaces, our communities, and ourselves. From my vantage point, um, and what I bring to NAMI is um, my background is in public relations and communications primarily. I um, have been with NAMI for more than 20 years, and I've held a variety of roles during that time. Most recently, I was the National Director of Communications and Public Affairs for 10 years. And then three years ago, I created and left to move over and devote uh, 100% of my time to strategic partnerships. In this role, I work with brands primarily outside of the mental health and healthcare space um, and companies and partners, uh, and also with a group I call FAMES, which is Film, Art, Music, Entertainment, and Sports. The reason we've devoted uh, more uh, energy and uh, more of a commitment to those that particular areas outside of our sort of traditional is because we really wanted to work on igniting uh, a mental health movement. And we realized that in order uh, for that to really take, to accelerate that, we needed to vote, to vote more attention to it. So I've really spent a good part of my last three years solely focusing on um, helping to uh, encourage the mental health movement and to encourage more onboarding from company and corporate partners. Yeah, that's such a great initiative. Um, in my background, I actually did several years as a mental health technician, so I'm I'm fortunate to understand the the value that businesses can have. Um, so we just wrapped up May as Mental Health Awareness Month. We were talking about that a little bit offline here. And everything that our country has been facing now, from coronavirus to the recent protests, many are experiencing stress, or, or frankly, they're in crisis mode right now. Your website has this banner on it that says, now more than ever, we are being called upon to make a difference. Together, we can show people that they are not alone. This really, really resonated with me. What advice do you have for managers, HR and business professionals to 
identify and help those experiencing stress and anxiety right now? Well, first of all, just recognize that the anxiety is very real. The the usual rates of suicide are 19% of people will experience anxiety at some portion of their life. Right now, we are seeing data, depending on the the role for frontline um, or home or whatever, people working, people losing jobs, people in all kinds of situations um, that have been impacted because of the COVID uh, situation, we're seeing those anxiety rates really, really high. And there are some studies that that show that um, actually the um, um, some people say Americans have only, uh, an appetite for only one stress at a time. <laughs> and right now we have a lot of stresses. So not only do we have the pandemic, we also have a lot of political and social unrest happening that's impacting a lot of us. And we also have economic stress. All of us are dealing with sort of the fear of this uncertainty, all affected by health, political, social, and economic stresses. When you add anything else into that, you're looking at even a greater level of stress and stress equals anxiety for many people. I say that, you know, what businesses are are probably experiencing with their workers is just the high levels of uncertainty. So anything we can do to, to eclipse and not add to that uncertainty and begin to address um, anything that can get us grounded and rooted in anything that is certain is going to be helpful to people. So, um, you know, our helpline, for example, we're seeing a 50% increase week over week, and all of that increase is related to COVID, and most of it is anxiety and even depression. So acknowledging that it's real, that it's really there, is the first step, and then knowing how you might be able to mitigate some of those symptoms of anxiety is also really helpful. Do you have tips for managers once once they've noticed that, you know, they have an employee who's in a high anxiety situation right now, um, things that they can do to help encourage better mental health practices? Yeah, and I think it depends a lot on if you're working from home or you're coming into a workplace um, where you're going to be uh, away from the home and therefore feeling more vulnerable. So anything that managers can do to help, again, address anxiety openly, model for people. Model that, you know, when you're feeling anxious or you, you have a situation that comes up or you're struggling with whatever. It could be working from home. So I'm going to separate them. Working from home, um, and and when people are working remotely, there are certain tips that managers can really um, lean into that will really help address the mental health concerns of employees and ourselves as we um, really uh, integrate working from home situations. 
One is really encourage people to create, if they can, a dedicated work environment. We all know that. And modeling that using a lot of face-to-face. And when we say face-to-face now, we mean Zoom, Teams, whatever you use, really using that face-to-face because we know that a a large portion of communication, some say up to 80%, is not verbal. So it's going to be through what you see and it's going to be body language. So imitating that or simulating that through face-to-face as much as possible is really important because they say, uh, some people, studies say that 55% of communication is body language and visual. So if you look, think about that, you really need to emulate that as much as possible. Also keeping routines, keeping your schedule and sharing your schedule as a manager and helping to support your employees to keep their own schedule is really helpful. Another tip is to take breaks, reminding your employees or your partners that they need to take regular breaks, um, even when they're in the office, but especially when they're at home um, and and building that into the schedule and just putting, you know, making sure that they're taking those kinds of breaks, taking a walk, even if you can If you can take a safe walk, put your mask on. If you're in a city, if you're not, making sure you're going out. Even a 10-minute break, research shows that a 10-minute walk and swinging your arms really deliberately when you walk will really help delete stress and increase creativity and help with focus as well. Another tip is to stay connected. So promote real easy access to one another. And whether you used the online tools or not, like Teams or whatever you use um, to, to stay connected, Slack, whatever, making sure that everyone's in there and that you're really taking advantage of those. Also make sure you've got people's cell phones and that you've talked about um, how you're going to you know, what works for your team and come up with a new agreement around how you stay connected during the workday in terms of texting or whatever you're going to use, particularly if you're away from one another. And then the last is really collaborate and make sure that you're really, um, really over um, extending the idea of collaboration to reduce isolation. The most important thing that a manager can do or a leader is to model taking care of themselves. So what we've been doing at NAMI, which I think is just such a brilliant idea to, 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 to uh, emulate, is we are, we're just calling them mental health days. We're, we're encouraging and modeling for one another, taking every other week, working extra hours, which we're all doing, but really taking that time out day off and calling it what it is, taking a mental health day. And, and our leaders and managers are doing that. And that really is helping to create um, sort of a safe place for a culture where we're acknowledging that these are very stressful times. There's a high level of anxiety for everyone and that we're um, going to be part of the solution in supporting our employees by modeling ourselves and encouraging them to do the same. Yeah, I, I like that you touched base on modeling. That's um, so important for our leaders. I, I think that, you know, we all, especially now with with remote work being so prevalent, we're trying to do our best and make sure that we're bringing as much value to the table as we were in the office, which statistics show that 
typically you actually are more productive when you're working remotely, but it also creates the sense of like work and life is no longer a balance or a harmony. It's just all work because um, there's not a lot to do right now with with being in quarantine and stuff. So, um, you know, I like we've talked a lot in in several other episodes about taking time off as a hot topic right now. Um, so that's so important. You know, I know that you're going on vacation soon. I just finished a vacation and it was the best thing for me. I mean, granted, it was more of a staycation, but it was still good to unplug. And like you said, do that mental health day, really reset and enjoy some things about your family or your life outside of work. Yeah, Shay, in addition, you know what you're doing when you're modeling is you're 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 also giving confidence to the people that are holding down the fort. You're 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 saying I have confidence in you to handle this. It builds resilience for all of us when we can um, be called upon. And then it's your turn next. Then when you leave, you know you can't when you really unplug and you really take that time off and model what that looks like. And you also model in your conversations. We've had our CEO has even opened up um, our all staff and senior leadership team meetings with a check-in, which has been incredibly powerful. He we're he's building trust with us, and he's also while he's modeling, he's also building, um, uh, reconfirming re uh, a culture of support and one of health and wellness and one of resilience at the same time. They go together. I think sometimes we think that sharing our own um, vulnerabilities may make us appear weak, but it's actually quite the opposite. It actually helps build confidence and trust and in return, it actually has the outcome of, of building resilience as well within the work environment, as well as with individual employees. It sounds like uh, some of the initiatives that, that your CEO is taking aligns with um, one of the larger initiatives your organization has to help organizations become stigma-free. Can you mm -hmm. tell me a little bit more about that program? Yeah, it's really an effort. It's an initiative that we have where we partner with companies and brands who really are interested in creating more mentally healthy, more emotionally healthy workspaces. And we want our work culture to be one that can thrive. And we know that when we don't address mental health issues or we don't have a caring, supportive environment around mental health at work, that the negative consequences are huge, not only to the well-being of the employees and to sort of those other culture indicators, but also to the bottom line. You have more absenteeism. You have all these other negative impacts. We know that mental health issues and more importantly, depression and other mental health conditions are the leading cause of disability in the U.S. and actually globally, the World Health Organization uh, has has indicated that. So, what we know is that when we don't address these issues, there are huge negative uh, consequences in the workplace. So, NAMI is really partnering with companies and brands that want to begin to lean in, and we're through this initiative, Stigma Free, doing three things: really promoting learning. Because we know um, as, as NAMI and everyone that it all starts with sort of education and kind of beginning to start to get the facts straight. And to start these conversations is incredibly important because many of us don't talk about it because we don't know 
how to talk about it. So we really come in and start modeling that and, and really encouraging the conversations around learning. The second of the three steps is really seeing the person, seeing myself and not the condition. So we work a lot on language, just little tips and hints, and we start sharing our stories as a way of uh, again, modeling, but really helping us to make that shift from just here's the information and the education, but really starting to recognize this is these are human beings, these are this is ourselves, and this is other people. And how can we really see them for the people that they are and recognize and learn from their story? And the last is really important, and it's taking some action. The reason for that is that the learning doesn't imprint if there isn't some sort of action attached to it. So we work with our partners and stigma-free company partners to help with them um, using design thinking principles, find opportunities within the goals that their company already has, initiatives they already have going, possibly even um, you know, other, other, other efforts where they might be able to accelerate and integrate the mental health, the commitment to mental health and work with things they're already doing um, and goals they already have that will help accelerate those goals. And we come up with ideas for action. And we like to encourage two types, one internal, and that might be things within the works space itself. That could be things around healthcare access and services or issues around work um, uh, structure. The second is external, and that's your, your public persona, what's happening in the community. How is my brand going to lean in? And that can be through CSR, corporate social responsibility. It could be through participating in the community and different things or finding out what's going on and promoting that the reason, again, for that is that when you're when you're inside, as the company mirrors what your outside persona is, you're going to have a, you're going to be able to build trust, and you're going to be able to really, really um, accelerate that culture change uh, much, much more successfully. When you think about organizations that are um, killing it in this area in a, in a good way, um, you know, have that kind of five-star rating as far as resources and initiatives around mental health, um, not specific to an organization individually, but what are the tools, resources, uh, initiatives that those organizations have put in place that, you know, you would consider makes them that, that five-star rating in this area? Sure. Um, you know, I like to say that just making a commitment, and even if you're just tiptoeing into this space, is 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 good. There really isn't any one person is better than others. With that said, as long as you're making a commitment to continue to learn and move down this path. With that said, there are some companies who do this extremely well and who stand out and above of all others. And those are where you really see a commitment to culture change and a real commitment to action. Some of those, um, there, there, there isn't like these are the main things you have to do. It's finding the ones that work the best for you, given your, um, you know, the company profile and, and what, what your company mission is. So I would say some of these will include when CEO and top leadership publicly and internally really embrace it and model it. 
also reviewing and revising the mental health benefits. All of us have been through those, uh, you know, annual meetings where the insurance benefit people come in and they talk about what you have. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but we've even noticed it at NAMI. When it comes to the mental health benefits, they're kind of on another page and they're kind of like, if you need that, go over there. But let's really focus on how you get to a hospital or an emergency room if you have a broken arm or whatever. Instead, what, we, what we've started to do and what we see companies doing is they're really calling those people in and we're doing a deeper dive into the mental health benefits. We're really looking at what that is and we're making sure they are adequate and robust enough and that the network is robust enough. Some companies have begun to recognize that the network is not sufficient that's offered through the, um, in, through the benefits package and some have begun to offer to compensate for mental health care benefits even out of network. That would be a five star when they say we're going to uh, we're going to cover the cost of 20 uh, uh, mental health care visits, whether it's to a therapist, whatever it is you need this year, regardless of whether they're in our network or not, because they recognize that the networks that some of the benefits offer are inadequate. Another would be doing an array of things, such as some companies provide on-site or teletherapy. Some ensure that the network, they really work hard to, to, to demand that the network be adequate. You can confirm that there's mental health parity in your insurance plan. You can expand your EAP in areas of mental health and really make sure that those are um, easy, you know, easy to understand and accessible. You can offer telepsychiatry even, not just telehealth. You can embrace, one of my favorite is embracing the American Institute of Architects wellness standards about this space once we all go back to the office. Much like we had the LEAD standards, many of us are familiar with that around environment. They have the same standards around mental wellness. And looking at those and recognizing what those are so that your environment can really be mentally healthy. Some companies have done that. Um, and then really embracing mental health causes and NAMI within your CSR efforts, much like Paylocity has done, also sends a positive message. Um, and there's a long list of things that you can do that we offer. We have like a menu of different things that you can consider. But those are some of the five-star um, uh, uh, sort of uh, activities and actions that some of our more stronger, really committed stigma-free companies are doing, and they're really uh, seeing positive benefits from those. Katrina, those were some really, really great tactical pieces of information. Um, I didn't know about the the architect um, <laughs> initiative that you just said, so hopefully our listeners got something out of that as well. Um, to wrap up, if if you're listening and you want to go down this road of becoming a stigma-free organization, Katrina, how can they work with NAMI to do that? Um, we have an application or a form that we do where we it helps us uh, begin to explore what the um, opportunity may be and what the request is from the company. And then we just, our partnerships team just begins to work on developing a partnership. So I think the first step is to agree to partner and to show a willingness for that and then um, set up a meeting with 
uh, the partners team and begin to start to develop some sort of course of action. We try not to just do it programmatically, like here's the kit, go and do it. Although we have tons and tons of resources, I would send them to NAMI.org um, and go to NAMI.org slash stigma free CO, which is for companies. So it's NAMI.org slash stigma-free CO. And from there, you can learn a lot about it and you can go and, and explore more, some of the resources that are available um, and start to think about what might fit for you. And then we really like to customize our partnerships because no company is the same, no area is the same. Um, and we, we just begin to start to uh, develop what our action will be through the lens of partnership. Katrina, I love it. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. I learned a lot. Hopefully our listeners did as well. And um, we'll continue to to build our partnership with you as we go down the road of um, being stigma-free ourselves here at Paylocity. Thank you so much for your support. We just we really appreciate Paylocity's commitment. This isn't just something that you you just you're, you're you're doing so very with in the spirit of curiosity. You're really leaning into this, and we greatly appreciate your support. Before I sign off today, I want to encourage anyone listening: if you or someone you know is struggling with mental health, please know there are resources out there. If your company has an EAP, that's a good place to start. Additionally, you can contact the NAMI helpline. The NAMI helpline is a free nationwide peer support service providing information, resource referrals, and support to people living with mental health conditions, their family members and caregivers, mental health providers, and the public. The helpline staff and volunteers are experienced, well-trained, and able to provide guidance. You can contact NAMI Helpline at 800-950-NAMI or if you're in crisis, text NAMI to 741741.